Hello, I'm Andy Meadows, and this is Radio Station Consultant, the podcast. I just published a new ebook, Humble Brag. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather bound books. It's called From Broadcast to Podcast, and it talks about why broadcasters should be podcasting, how to podcast, how to market and monetize it, and more. So I thought I would go through the first few chapters as a free preview. The book is available now on all the online booksellers or get the links from my website, radiostationconsultant.com. Chapter 1, Why Podcast? Anytime I'm trying to decide whether or not to take on a new weekly task, I look at the pros and cons and try to decide whether or not it's a good return on my time investment. I'm sure you do the same thing. So, let's look at the pros and cons of starting a podcast to help you decide whether or not it's worth your time. To be fair, we'll start with the negatives, the cons. It's an incredibly crowded marketplace, which makes it hard to stand out. It can be time-consuming, especially in the beginning. Transitioning into a new medium is intimidating, and nobody wants to represent themselves poorly on something that will be shared and promoted to the public, because we've all read YouTube comments. There is some initial cost for the equipment that have to be budgeted for if we want to do it right. Plus, it can be a challenge to monetize, and many podcasters make little or no money off of it. Now the positives, or pros. Total creative freedom. No program director, ops manager, GM, or consultant telling us what we can and can't talk about. We don't have to stick to a specific demographic or appeal to one kind of audience. We're building something that we own the rights to, creating our own intellectual property. We're expanding our own brands without relying solely on a radio station to do that for us. There actually is money to be made. Podcast ad spending has been steadily increasing every quarter for the past few years. Now, the average podcast has 3.2 ads per episode, and there are ways to tie in network advertising from day one. Plus, it's fun and a great creative outlet. Most importantly, though, podcasting will help on-air personalities learn new marketing and digital skills while simultaneously improving their on-air skill sets. Being outside of the confinement of an on-air shift within a specific format allows personalities to broaden their radio chops. I've worked with solo jocks that picked up hosting skills through podcasting, which in turn allowed them to be considered for morning show host positions instead of just co-host, sidekick, or other day parts. I've also worked with on-air personalities that had traditionally been typecast to work only in one format, but through their podcasts, they showed an ability to work in multiple formats. Out of necessity, anyone who hosts a podcast will improve their digital and marketing skills because they'll be doing things on their own that they have traditionally relied on an office full of co-workers to help them accomplish. Anytime a young person asks my advice on getting into radio, I tell them, learn everything you can, that way you're harder to fire. I'm not going to work here anymore anyway. <laughs> the skills podcasters acquire will raise their overall value to radio groups. When I hired on-air personalities, I always looked at someone who hosted their own podcast as a tech-savvy self-starter, who I wouldn't have to stay on to get them to produce digital content. Ultimately, the decision on whether or not to start podcasting is a personal one that everyone will have to make based on their own specific situations. But I put together this ebook to help guide radio broadcasters through the process and set them up to create podcasts that develop a loyal and devoted following. When we return in 30 seconds, Chapter 2, The Advantage Broadcasters Have. 
Studies show that people spend five times longer looking at video content than static content on Facebook and Instagram. Videos also have the highest click-through rate of any digital ad format, and 100 million hours of video are watched every day on Facebook. If you want to compete for those sought-after digital ad dollars, you've got to have local, fresh, regularly updated video content on your station's website and social media sites. At RadioStationConsultant.com, we can help. Whether that's supplementing the content you already have or providing all of your video content, call 1-800-849-1457 or go to RadioStationConsultant.com to find out more. This is a free preview of the first few chapters of my new ebook from broadcast to podcast. Chapter 2, The Advantage Broadcasters Have. When we're competing for attention on terrestrial radio, we're constantly refining our craft to capture and retain audience attention amid a sea of ever-widening choices. The high-stakes pressure of competing against other talented broadcast professionals on a daily basis helps to sharpen our skills and make us better broadcasters with every year we spend in the business. Among other reasons, this is why it's a profession that takes a long time to become adept in, much less master. Ever go back and listen to air checks from early in your career? And if you love music, you'll love Deep Purple on TBU. If you don't cringe a little bit at how much you've progressed, then you're probably doing it wrong. Those years of training and hard lessons learned can apply to other forms of content creation as well, especially podcasting. But be careful. On the radio, we have to earn the right to speak longer over time, so we adjust to it. The same rule applies to podcasting if we want our audience to grow. A big mistake many broadcasters make when jumping into podcasting is looking at it like a big blank canvas where they are free to talk about anything and everything for however long they want to talk, which we certainly can do if we want our mom and a few aunts to listen, but nobody else. A better approach is to apply those same rules we've all learned in radio, but with a few small tweaks. Choose mass appeal, relatable content. Just like on terrestrial radio, when podcasting, we want to throw the widest net possible by choosing topics to which everyone can relate. In fact, it's even more important in a podcast because now we're asking someone to be so interested in our content that they click the link, download it, and listen for half an hour or longer. This is the ultimate in active listening. Single topic shows tend to work best. You've probably heard several PDs and consultants tell you to try to keep radio breaks to one topic, so it's easier for the listener to follow and less likely to cause tune-out. That style translates very well to podcasting. People are much more likely to listen to something on a single hot topic that captures their interest than they are to a long laundry list of topics. If we can't do a full show on a single topic, we should at least stick to one topic per segment and, if available, use chapter markers. In that scenario, we would want to lead with the topic that's easiest to tease, so we're quickly paying it off. Set the hook early in a segment. That short, turn-up-the-radio kind of statement that kicks off a break perfectly and causes everyone listening to pay attention is critical for podcasts. Similar to how people sampling your station are fickle, so are people trying out new podcasts for the first time. Once we get them to commit to listen, we want to keep them listening with a great hook early in the show before even going into introductions or setting the scene. Radio teases can be converted into verbiage for us to write in our show descriptions and for sharing on social media and to use within our podcast between segments. Successful on-air personalities understand the importance of a good break-to-break -break tease. Identifying the hook of a segment will lead to the tease because we always want to tease to the hook. Writing compelling show descriptions and shorter verbiage for sharing podcasts on social media 
is mission critical for driving clicks. Applying these radio tools to podcasting can give on-air personalities a strategic advantage over other podcasters. That, along with a head start typically afforded by the name recognition and bigger social following broadcasters have, make us better prepared to succeed in the podcasting world than the average person who tries to break into the medium. Chapter 3, Who's Your Audience? And Chapter 4, Choosing a Podcasting Style, coming up in 30 seconds. Tired of picking over the scraps left over from the morning show's prep? Then check out Solo Show Prep from RadioStationConsultant.com. It's curated the day of and specifically designed for solo midday, afternoon, and evening shows. It's emailed to your inbox by 8 a.m. Central Time every weekday, and it comes complete with teases, hooks, outs, four content segments, a contest, and a phone topic. Plus, all of that content is turned into web posts you can copy and paste after your shift. Find out more and sign up for a free seven-day trial at RadioStationConsultant.com. This is Andy Meadows with a free preview of my new ebook, From Broadcast to Podcast. Chapter 3 Who's Your Audience? Just like starting a new radio station with a podcast, we want to determine our target audience before choosing a name, booking any guest, or even brainstorming content. The fun part is, unlike a radio station where on air talent don't get to choose the station's target demographic, with podcasts, it's completely up to us. So, we can base it 100% on to whom we personally relate to and connect demographically and psychographically. This might mean targeting our specific age group, but it might not either. With the vast competition for audience on podcasting platforms, several podcasts have found success by appealing to a niche but passionate market. Is there an underserved group of people whose language you speak fluently? If so, maybe you should consider narrowing your market to a very defined group. Or, through your Mass Appeal radio training, have you developed the ability to come up with great water cooler type topics that get everyone's brains working? If that's the case, you might find success appealing to a broader audience. One thing is certain, though. We have to figure out our target audience first. That decision will determine how we respond to a whole host of other decisions that we'll make later, such as our choice of guests, topics, and beds, as well as how to market and promote it. Chapter 4, Choosing a Podcast Style Before starting a podcast, it's important to choose a podcasting style. Looking at the podcasts that top the charts each week, we see a few distinct styles emerging. Based on your background, training, on-air delivery, interest, and personality, one of these styles will likely be a fit for your new podcast. Two Friends Talking This casual style used by podcasts like Dying for Sex can be used to create captivating podcasts. However, while they may sound like a relaxed, intimate conversation between friends, they're actually very strategic and well-planned single-topic shows with great hooks and teases. The host of Dying for Sex also does a great job narrating separately during their conversation to help move the show along. Plus, she's a master of setting the scene for listeners, something I'll expand on later. Radio Talk Show Many of the top downloaded podcasts use a style that's very similar to successful radio talk shows. Assembling a cast of interesting characters with a great chemistry that play well off each other. But be careful, this style can be hard to pull off. There's a reason radio talk show hosts are paid a premium. It's incredibly hard. To be successful, it requires just the right recipe of an experienced host, surrounded by co-hosts that each bring something unique to the table and contribute to the show. Any dead weight will kill a radio talk show style podcast. Book Narrator Good writers might consider doing a book narrator-style podcast that sounds similar to books on tape. 
Essentially, it's like writing a short story or ebook on a topic, then using a comfortable, easy-to-listen-to delivery that's supplemented by strategically placed beds and drops to make it more interesting. When done correctly, it makes for an engaging podcast that keeps listeners coming back week after week. Op-Ed A lot of journalists have discovered how to use a podcast to turn an op-ed article into an engaging audio file by mixing narration, actuality news drops, excerpts from experts, and strategically placed beds. This style would be one way for an on-air personality to host a solo podcast. Whichever style you choose, it is the podcast host's job to set the scene. That can mean different things at different times throughout the show. In the opening, we would set the scene by drawing the listener in to make them feel like they're a part of the show, as opposed to a disconnected passive listener on the other end of a device. At the beginning of a segment, typically it means creating that mental picture for the listener that describes the environment, situation, and players, bringing them along for the ride. Throughout the segment, it's about keeping them intrigued, making them care about the players or participants, and building the suspense. The greatest on-air storytellers excel at setting the scene while still being concise with their words and not over-describing or getting bogged down with details. While there's no PD with a stopwatch listening to a podcast, thank goodness, that same rule still applies, albeit in a more relaxed form. Since we're doing a deeper dive, turning what might be a 60 to 90 second on-air discussion into a full 30 minute conversation, we obviously will use more words, but the key is adding words the right way. We should use that extra time to get colorful and set the scene early in the discussion, painting a picture in the listener's mind. But I'd suggest leaning toward a Dean Koontz or John Grisham style of description versus the long-winded, full-page descriptions of someone's face that you would read in an Ayn Rand book. Again, sampling various podcasts to pick up on how many of the successful podcasters set the scene will help you find that happy medium. You've probably listened to countless hours of your favorite radio personalities before ever cracking a mic. You can't expect to conquer a new medium without listening to it extensively first. For instance, I've always had an interest in writing. When I was a kid, I met the Western writer Elmer Kelton at a book signing, and I asked Mr. Kelton his advice on the craft. Without missing a beat, he said, read everything you can get your hands on. To be a great writer, you have to love to read. If you haven't already, spend time listening to various podcasts. You will gradually learn what works and what doesn't. That concludes our free preview of my new ebook from broadcast to podcast. In the next 11 chapters, I'll cover how to use guests, make long-form compelling, production tips, equipment suggestions, how to market and monetize, and more. For a limited time, pick up a copy of From Broadcast to Podcast for just $6.95 at all the major online book retailers. And read all my weekly blogs for free at radiostationconsultant.com.